This is the Hutton Bite-sized bulletin, all the latest from in the galaxy, for those of us that are stuck out there in the rest of it. Just as the presenters run into the studio, it dawns on them that no one remembered to print out the script. There's a mad rush for the printer in the corner of the green room, and the presenters take their seats just in time to hear a voice say, Our mics are live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, from Hutton Orbital Live. Yes, it's Thursday, and Thursday means that we've spent at least the last half hour scouring the Galnet feeds for fantastic stories, then realising that Commander Wotherspoon's far better at that than us, and instead telling you all the stories that you didn't know you needed to know. In true Hutton tradition, we have a special guest in the studio. Over the desk in front of me, we have one Harry Balzac. And no, Cow's not naked again, it's our stunt presenter. And no, it's not him that's naked. That's his name. Good evening, Major Balzac. It's my pleasure to be the first Balzac on Hutton Orbital Radio. Balzacs don't often get a chance to get airtime, so on behalf of all the Balzacs out there, this one's for you, Mum. Alongside the Balzac, we've got Norma Snockers just hanging out in the studio. Hello, everyone. And Lou Snockers, who, as usual, is a bit all over the place. Not all. Time to get on with the news. Woolly really nearly complete as Hutton Trucking back on track. Defer domestic bless as Alvin buys a new cardboard box for Trucker. Hutton lifts the lid on a big can of... Pineapple. Widow awards wend their way to wives as we recognise their winning ways. Sultans of Ping bring religion in. One man rampage meets sticky end after catching himself in a coup. Atrus 5060's on the ball and at the double with bugs in the bubble. Lou's telling us what to do. And Norma's praying that there's anyone out there to work on the goals anymore. Today, Itchy Woolly stops being manky and gunky and returns to funky after Hutton Monkeys delivered the loads in Chunkies. The largest Chunky of them all belonging to Antarius Fusion, whose exploits alone repaired the station to over 50% with over 285,000 units of cargo. The whole involvement of the Hutton truckers began as a rescue mission of station personnel, some clinging to the side of ship spikes, meaning some serious breath holding was in order as they were pulled off by the Woolly government. The remaining inhabitants were then able to get station systems semi-functional and realised that the rest was woolly screwed. After rejecting the remaining survivors into space, those who were lucky enough to have been rescued were given strong doses of anti-mods injections, just in case they caught something nasty at the end of the woolly. The cost of the Thargoid infestation was larger than a salt mine in Alpha Centauri. 
But the truckers being truckers, a little thing like shitloads wasn't going to stop them from getting their woolly fixed. In fact, they managed to get it fully re-erected and today many commanders owe thanks to the stiff resolve of the woolly jumpers. Antarius Fusion, Commander Draxer, Commander Porno Gnome, Commander Massey, Commander Zaintil and Commander Waz. No one wants to see an infected woolly and certainly one that isn't pulsing with activity. The mission was made harder by the lack of station services and many commanders required the use of Shelley in Shelley City to get off. Several commanders ended up there more than once in a single run. The scale of supplies shipped was staggering and the station fully fixed within a fortnight. The people of Woody say their new station is better than ever now that the place is throbbing again and they no longer have to spend any more time in Koch City. Ships are expected to start shipping refugees back to the station next week where they can all get reacquainted with Willie. His fluffiness, Alvin Defa of the Hutton Orbital Truckers, has today placed an order for a new residence in Seoul, along with a special requisition of a weatherproofed cardboard box for his minion, Snoz. He is rumoured to be wanting to have a summer residence away from the hustle and bustle of Hutton activity, preferring to leave administrative duties to his oh-so-competent, ever-so-ginger and rather-scary progenitor Leo Wolf. The new residence is said to contain the latest mod cons, including plenty of garden space for his gambling, audience rooms for hosting lavish parties and even a full kitchen setup for prime steak, sausages and of course the baking of snacks for breakfast, second breakfast, elevenses, lunch, light after lunch nibble, afternoon tea, high tea, supper, dinner and a little morsel before bed. He has tasked his removal firm to ensure that the awards cabinet which most recently was expanded to allow space for the Gold Trucker Trophy, has pried a place in the, by the front window so all passing traffic can see it. There are rumoured to be numerous auto turrets, anti-don defences, thargoid repellent sprays and even a mods-proof dungeon for keeping also filthy and very naughty truckers in. We here at the Orbital would like to wish his fluffiness a very pleasant moving experience and look forward to visiting him in, at his new abode. Commander Snores has asked us if anyone can spare a couple of blankets for his lean-to. He'd be grateful, as it gets jolly chilly in winter. An event that didn't happen in a place that can't be mentioned between people that don't exist ended in all-out war last week. Or did it? A number of Hutton truckers whose names have been redacted appear to have descended upon an eatery in Seoul, which on the face of it is something Hutton truckers do all the time. On this occasion, one did meet GF, having been told the previous week to can it, when waxing lyrical about his bizarre eating habits, took the instruction literally and arrived with can in hand. Their host, who may or may not be a galaxy-renowned tosser, had made it quite clear that fruit had no place in gourmet dinners and was only welcome at Bacchanalian orgies. This not being an orgy, would he please kindly take his pineapple and shove it back into his asp? 
It appears that the commanders then broke into two factions, those who feel that fruit is acceptable and those who would prefer tiny, salty fish. The ensuing fracas ended up with three waiters, a number of the security team, the head chef, and at least two-thirds of the truckers admitted to the local infirmary. Injuries are said to include third-degree melted cheese burns, multiple lacerations from prickly fruit in places you shouldn't be putting said prickly fruit, and mods caused by eating pineapple on pizzas. The remaining attendees appear to have dined on the exclusive... Tidy Pizza, a concoction invented late last year during one particularly harrowing ascent in the magic system. It's got egg on it. Which, of course, started another argument, and there was throwing of pizza wheels, toys out of prams, and crushing of dough balls underfoot. Commander Deadmeat has been banished to LHS 340 to sit on the naughty step and think long and hard about what he did, and whether Hutton truckers should ever engage in pineapple chunk-related PvP. He did, however, look extremely well-fed when he left with his doggy bag. Uh, no pun intended, Alvin. Uh, it was the size of a small Type 9. In happier news, a Hutton Type 6 was dispatched this week to bring a little joy to the long-suffering Hutton widows, a mutual support cabal dedicated to putting up with all the shenanigans their other halves get up to every week. With the Going for Gold event having hit the bullseye last week, Alvin felt that the neglecting the Hutton widows would be a major faux pas and ensured that they were sent rewards for their diligent patient and patient diligence. These awards took the form of mighty drinking vessels, and of course, it being bad luck to send someone a drinking vessel without something to put in it, was accompanied by a shipment of celebratory Centauri Mega Gin. One Cecil B. Trumpington was tasked with the delivery, and he has confirmed that the glasses made it intact. We have received no word about the whereabouts of the 14 litres of Mega Gin that went with them. Reports of a new cult worshipping the pulse wave ping are surfacing in Hutton space. It is being spread from truckers who recently made the push for gold in the mining fields. Many came back raving about the pulse and its power to predict the proper path for peerless enlightenment. Support groups have been established for those who claim to now hear the powerful ping of the pulse, even when they aren't prowling for opals. Nurse Wyeth has liberally supplied the raving truckers with tranquilizers at these meetings to calm the cultists and quell their crazy convictions. Any truckers approached by these cultists are advised to smile, nod, and offer them a mug of mega gin. And then another. And then another. And then deliver the unconscious trucker to Nurse Wyeth for further treatment. And now over to this week's stand-in apology officer, the standard apology officer having given apologies. On behalf of Team Hotbox, here are this week's apologies. Hutton Orbital Truckers Cooperative Incident Report Form. Date and time of incident, 20 hundred hours, 9th February 3305. Reporting officer, Mia Harkness. Circulate to his fluffiness, Alvin DeFear, progenitor, Lael Wolf. Type of incident, property damage, hot box. Type of damage, life, ship, other. 
since I wasn't present or telepresent for this one, I definitely can't be blamed. I have included Commander Short Engineer 78's testimony below. From Commander Short Engineer 78. It saddens me to report that Hotbox have lost their leader, Rampage 737. I bore witness to his demise as he attempted to land his mighty orange anaconda on a 4.5G world. He valiantly tried to boost away from the planet's surface at least four times, but in the end his tiny thrusters stood no chance as he plummeted to the ground and exploded. I searched long and hard for his escape pod, but it must have been vaporized by the extreme heat from his power plants blowing up. In honor of our once great leader, I shall have my DBX painted orange, fit purple thrusters, and raise a mug to his memory. Investigation of the wreckage by Hochi, Hutton Orbital Crash Investigation Officers, show that Commander Rampage's escape pod did launch successfully, but was unable to escape the gravity well of the planet. I can report, however, that this is not the end of Rampage's story. On hearing of his demise, the Hotbox team started a kitty to buy a memorial plaque for Rampage. That is to say, everyone except Commander Revelo, who in the truest traditions of Hotbox, launched a ruthless but short-lived leadership coup before our late leader's ashes had stopped glowing. In the Hotbox office, we were discussing how we could best make Rampage's passing. Someone suggested going to that place on the parade that sells pancakes, and we were helping Short Engineer through one of his laughing, snorting, coughing, farting fits when something very strange happened. The office lights suddenly dimmed and the place got so cold we could see our collective breaths in front of us. Then all of the mugs on the tea tray started rattling violently. Suddenly Rampage's mug jumped off of the tray and hit the floor, shattering into a thousand tiny pieces. Even floor-mopping guy stopped in his tracks. I volunteered to investigate. By volunteer, I mean that someone shoved me forward and they all hid behind their desks. I cautiously approached and examined the tray. As it turns out, the hotbox tea tray is actually an upturned Ouija board. Who knew? We took it through to Rampage's office and laid it reverently on his desk. He was able to communicate by moving a Hutton mug around the board using the handle to spell out words and soon spelt out the message, make a clown of me. After some off-colour humour, retouching of his portrait and a poltergeist-style tantrum from beyond the grave, we were able to determine that his message was supposed to read, Make a clone of me. We didn't have much in the kitty, really, so we went to budget clone for you on the lower rotunda. They were doing a special on clone templates, which were near their best by date. After some haggling, they agreed to download the consciousness, ghost, of Commander Rampage, and we were all set. Results were mixed. It's it's definitely him. But, well, because of the cut price cloning, he has a look of Marty Feldman's Igor about him and has developed a taste for fish heads. He's coming along, though, bless him, and I've included a hollow pick below from his first day back at work. So, back in the chair, a delighted Commander Rampage returns to work. So, it all worked out in the end. Happy St. Valentine's Day. Testimony by Daniel Topham, Exploring Officer and Guide to the Ancient Sites, Team Hotbox. 
Go to Evening Truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in with the latest intel on the Thargoids from Canon Research. Unfortunately, this week, truckers, we have little to celebrate. Oh dear. The Thargoids tricked the Eagle Eye system with a false report of an attack in a Pleiades sector KC-VC2-4 and ended up targeting Vajra Deng. As a result, they successfully damaged Anderson Orbital in Palanti, Brill Station in Kareko, Diomin Station in Hit 23395, Gooch Ring in Nariatia, Moskowitz Gateway in CE Bootis, oh that's awfully close, and Rusa Terminal in Vajra Dang. An incursion is underway in each system, and all pilots are needed to fight off the Thargoids to lift it, oh dear. In addition, pilots are needed to evacuate civilians from the damaged stations, as well as drop off emergency supplies to the rescue ships. Commander Zane Till of Operation IDA had this to say. We can't possibly repair all the stations that are currently in need of repair, except if you're with the Woolly Team, especially since more and more are being added each week due to the increasing Thargoid assault. It's going to be up to commanders in the bubble to thoroughly organise, as well as recognise that if they don't put in the time and effort not only to fight but to repair these stations, humanity will be forced to pull back farther and farther. It's trench war in space and we're losing ground. We may have tens of thousands of, that's an awful lot, tens of thousands of systems and stations and ports, and it's easy to all ignore everything, but we're asking for you to take notice and save humanity. I should note, Operation IDA would like to issue a huge thank you to Draxor, Simons, Waz, and Mr. Shouty, Oh, and Intarius Fusion for their work on getting Woolly Orbital back on... It's not Woolly Orbital, it's the Orbital in Woolly. There's not an Orbital either, it's a Coriolis. A Coriolis in Woolly back online in such short time. They've shown that the truckers are second to none and are instrumental in the fight against the Thargoids. Whether it be fighting them in combat zones or hauling to repair the damage they've caused. Humanity needs you, truckers, for the mug. Disaster has struck in Hutton space. The dastardly Don took inspiration from watching the ancient history channel and packed the locking mechanism of the LHS 340 padlock with wet tissue paper leaving the Stargate unlocked and the system accessible to the general public. The gift shop has been doing a roaring trade, inexplicably selling large quantities of local flora, a rather fetching plant with a spiky stem and red blooms. And this has catapulted our influence levels to 70%. We need a number of commanders to equip their ships with flame units and raise the plantations then run missions for anyone but Alvin in order to settle things down. In other systems, everything is ticking over nicely except for Epsilon Eridani, where influence has plummeted to 20%. There is an election between the two factions below us, so we need a sharp, sharp blast of influence there, 
All methods are good, bounties, missions and passengers and data drops. So something for everyone, we think. We need to win one more day of war in Barnard Star. And there are pirates in Alpha Centurion Wise. So that's the pew pews taken care of. And there's an outbreak in Luton 145-141. The election there is already won, so traders can ferry meds to their heart's content. As usual, Colonia is just copying the bubble with an outbreak in Dorizo, and the special instructions from King Hanky are as follows. Bounties, missions and passengers at El Procol Centauri and Tia. Medical missions and trade at Dorizo. Now, Norma, my dear, I know it's a special day today, so I got you these. They're to keep your, you know, those warm. Pink fluffy earmuffs. They will keep my ears lovely and warm. Thanks, Lou. Okay, now this week's CGs are both out at Mirope, so there may be some long distance trucking needed if supplies run dry at the closer stations. There's also a bounty hunting CG to protect the traders. More later. Have you ever noticed that the elite all sound like Brits? Maybe we just sound right. Thank you, Mary. We're more focused. More precise. Always one light year ahead. With a certain style, an eye for detail. And we're obsessed by power. A stiff upper lip is key. And we all drive Ferdelances. Oh yes, it's good to be bad. Commander Deadmeat, my esteemed colleague. Hello, sir. What does it all mean? Well, that's always the tricky question. And it all means... Get out of LHS 340, you little buggers. And basically, you've all been going there and buying things things and doing stuff and we're getting close to being risking expansion so technically it doesn't mean get out of there it means go back in there and do stuff against us illegal stuff or legal stuff or <clears throat> any stuff well the illegal stuff is frowned upon however it will drop our influence so we shall turn a blind eye for the time being um legal stuff for other factions is the truckery way to do it but yes either will work okay so that's that's that one so we get it if we get too high then we just need to calm it down a bit 
Um, what about so you were saying if you want to do pew pew we, I think we've got a bit of war but we're winning nicely there and we've got pirate attacks so we can do pew pew there and then we, we had breaking news that there's a new highly contagious drug resistant strain of mods suspected in Hutton Space this is very new yes we thought it was one of the other systems but that cleared up quite quickly so clearly they weren't as uh, drug resistant as we thought but this one very very contagious in Luton I think 145-141 off the top of my head um, and yes we need to quell that quite quickly there, there's an upside there is to an this. election there oh, right, Sorry. Okay. So there was an upside to, to, to outbreaks of course and drug resistant strains of mods money yay lots of money not that any of us have any problem with that anymore after last month no, no. Well, you can compare how void opals compared to um, basic meds, if you like. Yes. Paracetamol or void opals? Paracetamol, void opals. Yeah. Well, paracetamol, paracetamol packets... goes down easier. To be yeah. Fair. Yeah, especially the, the the nicely coated ones. Um, but they, um, yeah, they, they sell. Yeah, I think you make about four thousand credits per ton profit uh, by helping out on yes, the basic. You don't meds. have to smash rocks open to get mm. basic meds and and you're saying it's also in elections so of course the trade to get rid of the mods also helps win the election that's very true yes so you can do that as and to be fair the elections we've won enough days in that we'd like to win them all obviously mm -hmm. but the the trade will help the election and your profits and the mods so it's win all around really okay so then over in Colonia with King Hanky, who he swears he does not get enough mentions on this radio station. We definitely don't mention him at least twice every show. So King Hanky of Colonia, um, he has also come down with a bad case of mods in Doriso. Indeed. And I keep telling him he needs to wash his hands every single time. Well. Every other time is just not enough. <laughs> So, excuse me, um, from uh, King Hanker as follows. Uh, yes, uh, bounties, missions, passengers, ill. Okay, so if I just do stuff, there are no there are no risky things going on and no evil master plans you need to hand with at the moment, apart from get rid of these mods. That's the big plan, yes. Hutton Orbital Services. Child care. While you're docked up, why not drop the kids at Hutton Orbital Playgroup and Nursery? We look after them while you get things done ready for your onward journey. Book now and travel safe in the knowledge that if you forget your little treasures, we will keep them until you return. Or bury them. Travel. Hutton Orbital Tourist Board, helping you with your trip that takes a lifetime. Postal Services. Hutton Postal Service delivery dates for 3301, March the 16th and October the 3rd. Don't forget, guys and girls, that the cut-off date for posting Christmas cards to Seoul is the 14th of July. Insurance. Hutton Insurance Services regrets that it can no longer offer life insurance for death by natural causes. The number of families claiming after the recent Wonders of the Galaxy tour visit to Hutton Orbital have caused such insurance policies to no longer be economically viable. And lost and found. Hutton Orbital Orphanage for those children left behind. Sorry kids, they ain't coming back. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. 
Hello, it's Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Two UCGs this week, um, one trade and one bounty hunting. Merop Ordnance Import and Merop Security Escort. The Atlas Research Group has urgently requested military materials to increase security in the Merop system. Defence Director Jacob Chowdhury said the Thargoid presence throughout the Pleiades Nebula continues to be a major threat. To reassure the public, Atlas is investing in improved defences for the Merop system. Traders are invited to deliver reactive armour and military-grade fabrics to Reed's Rest. To help protect incoming ships from criminal elements, we have also allocated bounties to all wanted vessels in the system. The initiative begins on the 14th of February and will run for one week. And that is uh, this week's CG News. Commander Wotherspoon, hey? He digests everything, so we don't have to. Galnet News Digest, 14th February 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Galactic Anthology. Failed Xena research plan presses ahead. Winking Cat strikes Saul again. Name badges and coffee. Galactic Anthology. The great theologian Obsidian Ant has published a learned tome in which he examines the theories of how the galaxy came to be, why it exists and what will eventually happen to it. How did the galaxy come to exist? Mr Ant describes how religious opinion is divided about the nature of the galaxy. Some say it has always existed and always will exist. Others say it came into being on the third attempt after a couple of false starts known as Little Bangs, or the Alpha and Beta galaxies. By this theory, the current galaxy is a continuation of the third, or Gamma galaxy, created by a Big Bang. According to the cult of Brabantic ontology, the prime mover behind this Big Bang was the hand of Braben the Unknowable. But of course, they can't know that for sure. What came before? The fossil record tells us that there may have been a galaxy before this one. A crashed cobra and crashed Thargoid scouts suggest there may have been some sort of earlier existence. Although, of course, the steady staters use these same fossils as evidence that the galaxy existed long before the time posited by the Big Bang Theory. What is the purpose of the galaxy? One idea, known as the Sybaritic Theory of Cosmology, states that the galaxy is there for the pleasure of commanders. The alternative hypothesis of commercial pragmatism posits that the purpose of the galaxy is to facilitate a special form of reverse entropy, whereby all the credits in the galaxy will gradually fill the coffers of the Pilots' Federation, mainly through the sale of cosmetic items and feature packs, until all the wealth in the galaxy is gathered in one building in the northeast outskirts of Cambridge, at which point all that gathered financial mass will cause the galaxy to implode. Some 
say the galaxy has no particular goal and is simply blazing its own trail. What will happen to the galaxy? The steady staters believe that it will continue to evolve steadily with new features being discovered every year or so, for as far as we can imagine into the future. The Big Bang proponents suggest that the weight of what they describe as galactic technical debt will at some point force the galaxy to undergo another Big Bang event, starting anew, with all evidence of the former galaxy and all the commanders in it erased without trace. Some of the more extreme bangers believe that the galaxy may have a lifespan of as little as five years, which would mean that the game over screen for the current galaxy would be due just about now. It's always worth asking this sort of commander, can I has your stuff? Despite consulting the rather smug Gnostics of Liberum, Mr Ant fails to draw any conclusions. But whatever the future of the galaxy, and even if the galaxy collapses in upon the gathered mass of gold in that building in Cambridge to form a galactic black hole, there'll be no point in crying over a spilt Milky Way. Failed Xena research plan presses ahead. Despite having gathered barely enough exploration data to find their way home from the chip shop, the Holloway Bioscience Institute is pressing ahead with its plans to build a planetary outpost to study newly discovered life forms. In what was possibly the most ill-conceived and certainly the most poorly supported galactic appeal ever, the Institute waited until 13,000 of the best explorers in the galaxy were too far away to be any use before appealing for exploration data. And those independent commanders left in the bubble responded with utter indifference. The only useful exploration data turned in was a visitor's guide to the Cambridge Science Park. The Holloway Institute is constructing its planetary base out of corrugated steel, string and some old chemical toilet someone said they didn't need anymore. And it plans to investigate extraterrestrial life by displaying a sign saying, There are no galactic life forms. Change my mind. Winking Cat Strikes Sol Again Notorious art thieves the Winking Cat crew have made a daring getaway with a large number of artworks stolen from the Museum of Civilization in their second heist on Mars in as many months. On the 1st of January, the Winking Cat crew stole the New Year hollow sculpture from Olympus Village, replacing it with a giant hologram of a Winking Cat. This time they've made off with irreplaceable artworks from centuries of human history, including works by Rembrandt, Picasso and Okeke. Each one of the stolen works was replaced by an image of a winking cat. Winking cats were also left at previous raids from the Imperial Museum of Culture in Eotiensis and from the Garden City Gallery on Turner's World in Alioth. Such is the fickle nature of the art world, the daring audacity of these raids and the massive publicity they've attracted, that the winking cat motif is being appropriated, both in popular culture as a sign of rebellion and amongst the cognoscenti as culturally significant artworks in their own right. The galaxy can't wait to see where the winking cat crew will strike next. Name badges and coffee. 
The Museum Planet of Earth, known by many as the Cradle of Humanity, will be hosting a string of conferences from members of the Pilots' Federation this year. Elite Community Meet will be in the Garden City of Manchester on the 20th of April, and LaveCon, which despite its name is not held on Lave, will be near the coastal town of Northampton on the 6th and 7th of July. Fantasticon, hosted by the 3D-printed plastic robot that replaced its original host, will be held in a giant glass bubble on the floor of the North Sea, known as Cleethorpes. There has been no word yet about Frontier Expo 3305. Commanders are urged to look out for booking information, as places at all these conferences are limited. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news, so you don't have to. to Buck Naked. He's American, don't you know? Now you're a trucker All you gotta do is truck that truck When you're a hunting trucker If you can't turn a profit Then you're out of love It's for the mug that we fly all over the space Point to two light years crossed at a hell of a base Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker Truckers, this is old Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain free, by going to the website Hot. Dot for the mug dot com. Almost as pain free as being the surprise inside Moof's birthday cake. It took that ancient knob end so long to blow out his candles, I started eating my own way out. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers, jumping around like them noisy crickets in a field. Commander Light 027 took the lead with just about 32,600 light years jumped. Tearing up the Don's pithy pirates this week is Commander Lucky DL with 34 million credits earned and accounted for. There's another new name for the Don to be mad at. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Smoggy 73 with 1,171 mission points earned. That's earned you a free McStiffy from McThargoids. Pick up that coupon from Miss Lale next time you're out at Hutton. 
hauling cargo like a hunting truck or auto. Commander Antarius Fusion transported and sold a measly 50,500 tons this week. That's the second week in a row for him, though. Driving the hunting taxi this week, Commander Zane Till transported an amazing 7,396 passengers around the galaxy. When asked how he fit just so many in his ship over the course of the week, he said it was due to a new invention of his, quantum seating. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Litho Breaker in one hour, 23 minutes and nine seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of February was done by Commander Smoggy 73 in one hour, 26 minutes, 17 seconds. Word is he was trying to go get that coupon real quick because he ain't never had a McStiffy before. You think you got what it takes to beat these scores? Well, download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy what run on Linux and not Windows 10, like uh, Hutton Orbital does. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?